Ezra Beeldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about Black animated characters from films and shows in honor of Black History Month. Yeah, so we're going to be going over some of those characters, some of the controversy of early ones, and some of the celebratory newer characters who we've seen in recent years. Yeah. Yes, but first, we're going to do a quick news recap, because for those who weren't paying attention to the animation world last summer, when there was a lot of reckonings within different industries over their efforts at diversifying in the world of animation, we saw some examination of how different faces were represented. So we're actually going to talk about some of the characters who were mixed race or who were black and who were voiced by white actors. Dr. Hibbert, one of the recurring characters from The Simpsons. He's the Simpsons family doctor, and he's known for his signature chuckling. Used to be voiced by Harry Shear, but the new voice of Dr. Hibbert is Kevin Michael Richardson. I know that Kristen Bell decided to step down from voicing Molly, who is a biracial character in Central Park. Also, Mr. Nezer from the Christian franchise VeggieTales. Now voiced by David Mann. He used to be voiced by the creator, Bill Bisher. They took him off when they did VeggieTales in the house and replaced him with Ica Beezer. But when they did Veggie, the VeggieTales show in 2019, they brought him back. And now he's properly voiced by a Black actor, David Mann from many of the Tyler Perry movies. Which is great and really important. So it's cool that they took that opportunity of the reboot to have him voiced by a Black actor. Ezra, why were these actors making this decision to step down from their roles? To make it more respectful to the and not be so stereotypical. Stereotypical less so than to try to be authentic to the characters that they were voicing. So Kristen Bell and these guys who were voicing black characters, but who weren't black, first of all, it wasn't going to be, you know, a voice that was true to the character and the character's identity, as well as examining what actors are being hired for these roles. If you're hiring white actors to play black characters, that's that many fewer black actors you're hiring, right? Yeah. So if Kristen Bell steps down from her role, she is opening up a spot for a black voice actor who probably should have been there in the first place to now get hired for that role. Yeah. Which is important because just like in any industry, you need to have a representation, right? Presenting, like showing. Yeah, showing and showing with accuracy to the number of Black Americans there are, right? If these shows are for an audience that includes Black Americans, it's important to have Black actors. And Black voice actors are included in that. Yeah, and I like, for instance, how Disney's more diverse, especially with Black people. Like with Tiana, Disney's first Black princess, the main character from The Princess and the Frog. Yes, it took a long time, but she was the first Black princess. Yeah. And did Disney say anything about her being the first Black princess when they came out with Tiana's character? I think they did. I don't remember, but I'm sure they did, though. And how it was a big milestone for them to do that. Yes. And where did the, the princess and the frog take place? What was Tiana's background? Oh, New Orleans. Well, yeah, New Orleans as a city has a high population of African-American people. 
but it also in the film from the singing from the type of music a lot of it's jazz or swing music which is music that originated in that region with black americans so it was kind of showcasing a part of her culture as a black american too which was really cool i thought like with louis armstrong and how he was the inspiration for louis the alligator Exactly. Yeah. Paying tribute to an incredibly famous black musician who came out of that region. Yeah, I know. That said, Tiana was just a recent character. Who's the first black animated character you can think of, Ezra? Hmm. This from like almost 20 years ago, Frozone from The Incredibles. Frozone from The Incredibles is a great one. He was the first black hero, superhero I can think of. Yes, I know, and we all remember the hilarious where is my super suit part that has all that has all made us laugh. <laughs> yeah, those were funny lines. Honey! What? Where's my super suit? What? Where is my super suit? I But Frozone, you know, he did a lot of the heavy lifting in The Incredibles. He's a bigger character in the second one than he is in the first one. But in both films, he saves a lot of people's butts. I know. Yeah. I love Frozone's superpower. Yeah, me too. It's almost like he can do anything, you know, with the, with the water in the air. He can just freeze it. Yeah, I know. What about... I, and he was... He was voiced by legendary actor um, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, who has a really, really famous voice, too. He's done a lot of voice acting. I know. Who else has he played as a voice actor, Ezra? Do you know? Mm, I, from what I know, he's also been in DreamWorks uh, 2013 racing movie, Turbo. Oh, cool. Also, Franklin from Peanuts. I know that Franklin is like another early Black character from a from a famous franchise. Yeah, so that's going back to even longer ago. And I actually read a really interesting story about the origin of Franklin. Basically, um, a woman, several days after the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., the cartoonist for the original Peanuts comics received a letter from a woman who was saying that it was about time that the cartoon included an African-American character. And it was during the civil rights movement, obviously MLK had just been assassinated. And she was saying that it's just time that African-American people are included in the comic section. Cause it was like the rest of the newspaper was including news about civil rights at the time. Why not the funny section? So yeah. Uh, so after a little bit of back and forth, he eventually included Franklin. And there wound up being other Black characters in the Peanuts, but Franklin is by far the biggest. Yes, I announced he made his debut in July 31st, 1968. And what is Franklin's primary role in the Peanuts? He often goes to school with Peppermint Patty and Marcy. And Ezra, do you know in 1968, were schools integrated? Were Black and white kids going to school together? Hmm. I don't think I knew that, but I think I knew a little bit about that, actually. Yeah. So in 1968, schools were not widely integrated. 
They were still largely segregated, and if not officially so, definitely socially so. So the fact that in the Peanuts comic, Franklin was sitting next to Peppermint Patty, who's a white character, in school together was kind of a political statement without being outrightfully so. Huh, interesting, yeah. Yeah. And there were other scenes, like, do you remember when Franklin goes to the beach? Yeah, like, with Charlie Brown and Snoopy and the other, Linus, Lucy, those other characters we know. Like, some of the animated cartoon specials and shows, I remember. Yeah, exactly. So similarly, beaches were still segregated when Franklin was incorporated into the Peanuts cartoons. I remember one of his earliest animated appearances was a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, the 1973 special. And Franklin's stuck around in the Peanuts all these years. He's been a really consistent character. He really shows how weird and wacky Peppermint Patty was. (laughs) Yeah. And in later cartoons, he and Charlie Brown talk about their grandfathers a lot. Yep. So we get to know Franklin pretty well through that. What other older characters can you think of from super popular franchises that are beloved? Cleveland Brown from Family Guy and its spinoff show. The Cleveland Show. Yeah, which was on from 2009 until 2013. Describe Cleveland as a character. Like he's one of like the friends though with Peter Griffin and Glenn Quagmire. Yeah. And there's a running gag in that show. What the hell? Now, 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 now. No, 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 no! Doggone it! That's it! No more! I'm tired of being kicked around the, by this The gag world. when he's in the bathtub. That's one of the running gags in Family Guy with Cleveland Brown. Oh my goodness. When was Cleveland introduced into Family Guy, Ezra? I think since the beginning of the show in 1999. So he was there from the beginning. I know. And as we know, Family Guy is an animated show that because of its inappropriate language and humor, it's for the adult mature audience. It's not kid or family friendly. Yeah, it definitely uses a lot of adult humor and Cleveland is no exception from that. What about the Cleveland show? That show I remember, which was a spinoff series, which was on from 2009 until 2013. And it focused on him and his family. Until this past year, he was voiced by Mike Henry. And now he's properly voiced by black actor, R. Riff Zahir. Yeah. Well, ultimately, like we said earlier, it was important that Cleveland as a Black character is represented by a Black actor. I know. Sweet. So moving to more some more recent characters, we talked about Tiana, who is awesome and one of my favorites. I love the music in her movie. Yeah, The Princess and the Frog. Yeah, I think that if The Princess and the Frog had been around when I was a kid, I would have been obsessed with it because of all the dancing and the music, and it's just so soulful and passionate. I know it came out first in around Christmas in December of 2009. Yeah, but I was born 10 years prior to that, so I didn't have Tiana when I was a young girl obsessed with princesses. Or even boys who were obsessed with princesses. Like, I didn't have her then either. Speaking of soulful music, there was a movie recently all about soulful music. It was called Soul, and it featured a Black main character named Joe. Joe Gardner, yes. Voiced by Jamie Foxx. Yeah. So another Black character voiced by a Black actor and a famous one at that. Similar also with Lance Sterling from Spies in Disguise, who was voiced by Will Smith. Yeah. 
another really famous black actor. I know, yes. And I like how those, both of those are diverse with having black lead characters. Yeah. Because films like Spies in Disguise, Princess and the Frog, and Soul are more of positive depictions. Yeah. They're characters who are just living their life and happen to be black and are, that's what we mean when we say representation. It's important to represent that there are Mm -hmm. people being superheroes, being musicians, being princesses who are black, just living their lives. And I know Miles Morales from Oscar-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is getting a sequel this year. Yeah, people loved his character because he kind of served as the normal one between all of these other wacky Spider-Mans or Spider-Man adjacent characters that we met. Yeah, like the easily the funniest one, the pig, Spider-Ham. <laughs> Not to be confused with Spider-Pig from The Simpsons. Very true, very true. So yeah, and Miles in... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was Black and Puerto Rican. I remember that as too, yes. And I'm excited that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is getting a sequel this year, but it's also revealed it'll be in two parts and part two will be out next year. Yeah, so they're doing the two-part final movie split that a lot of franchises have done. Like Harry Potter, for instance. Yeah, Harry Potter or Twilight. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I like it when they can drag out the story and make it more exciting. Yes, I agree. Like, really like how unique Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was with its animation. How was it unique with its animation, Ezra? Looked like an old comic and things like that with its style. It was very advanced. Oh, yeah, it was. I know what you mean. It, It had the look of an old cartoon, but it was still really high quality when you were watching it. Yeah. I agree. I thought it was awesome. And it won many awards, including an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Yeah. I like how a lot of long-running things today are a lot more diverse with Black people. For instance, Sesame Street. Yeah, absolutely. That has had some of the main human non-Muppet characters on the show who are Black since the beginning. Yeah, it's true. Because there are kids of all races and all backgrounds watching that show, and so it's important for all those kids to see themselves represented in the show. Yeah, I'm thinking like, for instance, I remember Tip, Gratuity Tucci, one of the main characters from DreamWorks Home was a black girl. Mm-hmm. And she befriends an alien named O. Yeah. And that film was a bit like Lilo and Stitch, I remember. Because it was about an alien and a little girl who meet each other and they become unlikely friends. Got it. That's interesting. I haven't seen that one, so I'll have to check it out. And that film even became an animated show for Netflix. Cool. What's the show called? Home, The Adventures of Tip and O, where O and Tip go on some new adventures. Cool. I will have to check it out. So in conclusion, in any industry, you want to make sure that everyone who's watching it and everyone who's in the audience is represented on screen. And and animation is no exception, right? Yes, I agree. I like how animation especially nowadays has people of all backgrounds races cultures and religions yeah which is great and there's still further to go we could definitely you know the fact that we can make one episode and list off the amount of prominent black characters in animation that have existed in the last 30 years says a lot about how there could be a lot more black characters right yes i know i know and also it's interesting that disney's changing Splash Mountain from the Song of the South 
to the Princess and the Frog. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. And trying to, like, remove traces of their most, Disney's most controversial movie. And make it be based on a movie that's, they made, which is a lot more respectful and modern. Yeah, that's probably for the best, because Disney has a lot of kids who watch their movies who are black and who don't want to see negative depictions of themselves when they go ride a ride at Splash Mountain. Yes, and um, younger kids would be more familiar with Princess and the Frog. Absolutely. I think it's really cool that kids born in 2009 will grow up with a African-American princess. Yes, I agree. I'm glad we did a wonderful episode for Black History Month. Ezra, well, we need to answer last week's trivia question, Mm -hmm. which was, where did we get the word Valentine in Valentine's Day from? A Roman saint, St. Valentine. That's right. Which, by the way, we hope everyone had a really nice Valentine's Day. I did, though. Did you? I did. Did you do anything special or fun, Ezra? Yeah, like I baked some heart cookies with my mom. Aw, fun. I mostly hung out with my housemates. Yeah, and it's interesting. Not many people know that Valentine's Day is actually named after St. Valentine, and most people know it for being about a holiday about love and hearts and kisses. Same idea, there's St. Patrick's Day that's next month, and it's named after St. Patrick. Yeah. But most people know about it for being about leprechauns and pots of golds and things like that, and being from Ireland. Yeah, these saint holidays, they're kind of a far reach, huh? Yeah, I know. Yep. Well, in any case, now you know where the word Valentine came from. So when you ask someone to be your Valentine, you're asking them to be a saint. (laughs) Uh... All right. And so for this week's trivia question. What black musician did the music for Pixar's Oscar winning 2020 film Soul? He is a famous jazz musician. And that's why that music was so good. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know next week on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. See you next time on Animation Beyond. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.